the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. First on the agenda is the approval of the regular session minutes of January 18th, 23. Could I have a motion to approve? So moved. I have a second. Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Parker. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. And item C is a presentation by our county engineer, Jeremy Evans. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Asking for updates uh, on the track grant application yes. uh, related to the Glen Estee overpass. They were scheduled to meet today uh, in Columbus with members coming from all over the state. They decided to postpone. So, uh, next scheduled meeting is February 22nd. I don't know if they'll try to reconvene ahead of then, but uh, hopefully by uh, sometime next month we'll, we'll have uh, an update. Okay. So, we're here to talk today about the uh, Filger Campus Improvement Project. I want to give an update. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about our existing facility, um, just real quickly about some of the history there, and then obviously talk about what is proposed, um, give an update on, on where we've come uh, so far. So there's some quick history of the project itself. Um, you may remember in June of 21, the board authorized a request for qualifications. And in July of that year, we received eight. Uh, that we reviewed uh, internally. We selected the top three uh, and in September of 21. Those three came in, gave presentations, had interviews. Um, and in December of 21, authorized uh, Garmin Miller. Um, all of the top three had uh, experience with these types of facilities. Garmin Miller um, stood out to me uh, because they had um, recently completed some total facilities that were more uh, on scale with, with what we're talking about, and so we'll kind of get into that. Um, we were able to tour some of the facilities that they uh, had designed or recently completed. Um, I took some pictures for, for notes for myself, not necessarily for presentation, but uh, we'll see some of those scattered throughout here in a little while as well. Um, it was nice to be able to visit those ODOT facilities, get some feedback from them on their experiences, what they liked, what they didn't. Uh, so we're not reinventing the wheel. We also talked to some other county engineers, find out what they like about their facilities, so we're able to kind of hit the ground running. Um, with the project kickoff meeting there, uh, took place just about a year ago in January, uh, and then by September had complete construction drawings uh, submitted to the building department for review. Um, probably could have kept going with bullet points, because since then they've been submitting uh, plan specs, there's 1,300 and something pages, whatever, so the project has, has progressed beyond there, but um, that was kind of a, a milestone worth noting to me, pretty impressive from January to September, full set of construction drawings for what we're about to talk about. So a uh, so quick overview of the existing campus. Um, this is what I think of when I refer, re refer to the, the Filiger campus. <coughs> Excuse me, these, these numbered areas. So um, no particular order, uh, but number one is our salt barn. Uh, it was constructed in 1986. Uh, it's a wooden structure. Uh, holds about 4,000 um, tons of salt. Uh, two, building two is our, currently our highway ops facility. Uh, so that's where our administrative offices are, ready room, people come in and go from there on a daily basis. Uh, three are our truck barns. Uh, those were built 
two phases, 1968 and 1988. And you can probably see from the change in color on the roof line, uh, the newer section, the older sections there. Um, two building fours, those are kind of the permanent storage solutions that we have, and we'll talk more specifically about storage here in a little bit. Uh, but the one there in the middle of the site, number four, uh, it's kind of the equivalent of a single car garage. It's a little extra deep, but that's about the, the scale there. Uh, the other building four on the south side uh, was a three-sided uh, pole building. Both of those came in, in the uh, um, 1960s based on aerial photos. That's what I was able to determine. Um, that building on the, on the south there uh, used to have a roof until a couple of years ago. Uh, that roof ended up in the sheriff's backyard. So uh, currently has no roof, but... Um, Hopefully you don't need it as we're progressing through this project. So um, number five is the uh, highway mechanic space that our mechanic utilizes there at the end of the truck barns. Um, six is the fueling station. I didn't put a date. Um, there's been a fueling station for a long time, uh, but it's been in this current configuration probably since the late 80s or 90s. Um, number seven is the current fleet maintenance garage. Um, built in 1958. So number seven and number two were the original buildings on this campus. Um, we'll talk more about that in a minute too, but that, that was originally built as a, a county engineer facility. It's what would have been what we would have called our highway ops building at the time. Um, building eight is uh, facilities and CTC. It was originally built as the county engineer's office when the county engineer moved from the courthouse to this campus. Um, number nine is the CTC uh, bus lot, which was created in uh, 2011, um, used to be where we stored our culverts and some of our materials. You can see we found room uh, just north there out of the way a little bit. Um, some of these buildings aren't included in this plan, so the, the uh, facilities in the CTC uh, at this time aren't included in what we're talking about moving forward, but I wanted to point out this campus at one time was, is now known as the Filiger campus, was the county engineer campus. So uh, things have changed. The buildings are still there. Uh, but functionally, things have changed over time. Obviously, there have been, uh, over those decades, uh, different commissioners, different administrators, different county engineers, um, all with different ideas of, of what this should look like. So. <clears throat> so the campus that we just talked about started, uh, much like we're here today, uh, or we'll be here uh, back in February to talk about. Um, 1958, commissioners met. Uh, and authorized the engineer to proceed with plans for a new building on this campus. Uh, I had originally heard that it was 1948 that the campus started. I found a, an aerial photo from 1956. There was nothing there, just farm field. Um, was doing some road record research uh, through the old commissioner's journals. Happened to see this at the top of one of the pages, caught my attention. So I just thought it was uh, worth noting. Uh, it's been a few years, but we started this, this process uh, for that site. Uh, so the, quickly, this is the back side of what is now the uh, fleet garage. Um, this picture was from the 1960s, not too long after that uh, facility was first built. And again, that was kind of our highway operation uh, facility at the time. You, uh, you still have some of those tractors, don't you? No, unfortunately, <laughs> they would probably get some good trading value. Um, <clears throat> the other building that I had noted, uh, currently our highway ops building, you can see the pictures on the left. Uh, it was originally built as a pole barn for our sign shop. Uh, so that's where we make signs, store materials. Um, the pictures on the left are from the 80s and 90s. You can see the picture on the right is as it exists today. Um, if you look real close below the window, the picture on the right, uh, you can see where that garage door used to be. The cutout is still there in the concrete. Um, just a real quick, I, we found this, I think Suki found this one, uh, looking through some old aerial photos. I had all kinds of pictures and aerials that I don't have time to, to go into today, but um, 
this was an interesting view, uh, 1977, uh, from a website called VintageAerial.com. Uh, you can see in the foreground the field where the word aerial is, is where the jail sits today. Uh, just off to the left of the screen would be the sheriff's office. Uh, the old county home is there in the middle, which is now where municipal court sits. Um, we take a closer look uh, at, at the, what we call the Filiger campus. Uh, you see the engineer's office uh, on the left, the fleet garage. Um, the building there with the uh, dark roof in the middle is the one that is missing a roof now. Uh, but then you can see the um, single car garage just above that, the sign shop behind that, the two truck barns. So other than the salt barn and the truck barns being lengthened, uh, pretty much the way it looks today. <clears throat> so moving forward, talking about our proposed facility, um, I know this picture is, is hard to see at this scale. I did bring a, a printed copy for each of you if you, you know, need to look a little closer. But, uh, I wanted to show you two reasons. One, to show location. Uh, so we'll be across the street uh, from uh, the existing facility on 222. Um, also wanted to show this for uh, just to get a sense of scale. So when we start talking about these individual buildings, you can see how they compare to what we have now. Uh, and if you look at the salt barn existing, which is at the top of the screen, um, it's on the kind of the northern side of the proposed site. You can see that those two footprints uh, almost exactly the same from terms of uh, square footage. Uh, if you look at our truck barn, which is the two um, uh, red barns again, and then you look in the middle of the proposed site, uh, the, the highway operations building, footprint again, pretty much the same. There's gonna be you know, one enclosed space versus two uh, three-sided barns. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you look at the fleet building, uh, which is the white building over there on the existing campus, the white roof, and then you look at the south side of the proposed campus again, mostly identical uh, in, in terms of square feet. Uh, so total campus space um, that's affected, uh, proposed, covers about seven acres, We're talking asphalt, gravel, and, and building. Um, the existing for those same buildings and spaces taking out the, the CTC facilities, um, we're looking at about six acres, so slightly larger. Um, building square footage, obviously quite a bit different. Uh, a lot of that is because of additional storage, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. And then also obviously covering the center of that truck barn aisle, there's some square footage there that'll be uh, under roof that isn't exact uh, existing. So here's a closer look at the proposed site. Um, again, across uh, 222 from uh, existing facility. Um, main entrance would be opposite from municipal court. A uh, couple of reasons, one, good site distance there. Uh, two, there, because there's a left turn lane into municipal court already, we'll have room for a left turn lane uh, into the proposed site. Uh, with very little shoulder widening required, so minimal road work to be able to accomplish, accommodate that. Um, also would have a, a second entrance closer to the park district, uh, again, in a location where site distance uh, is, is uh, optimal. Um, left half of the site, and we'll go specifically space by space uh, here in a minute, but uh, left half would be engineer facility. Uh, the right portion would be uh, uh, fleet garage and fuel station. Um, I'll try to give an overview of all those things. I was not involved in the detailed discussions on the, on the fleet side, but uh, Wade, Greg, um, you know, somebody, if, if you have questions on those, we have others that can answer uh, specifics. Uh, so we'll start in the middle with what I would call the uh, highway operations building. There are four components, and we'll go through those individually. Um, the, the space that is highlighted in yellow would be our administration uh, area. So this, again, is our existing building. Um, picture on the left, the left half of that building is our sign shop where we make signs, store materials. There are also a few offices on that side. Um, the right half of the building 
uh, is what's shown on the right side, what we call our ready room. This is where our guys come and go on a daily basis, uh, where they come in to stage for snow events. Um, there's also a small office you can see in the back, and then uh, just to the left off camera uh, is a small kitchenette and a bathroom. Uh, but this is the space that they use for everything, for, for meetings, for training, uh, for entering timesheets. Um, if we have a quick meeting, we can accommodate 40 people, uh, which is the number of employees we have down there. We can accommodate them in that space. Uh, if it's a longer meeting that requires, you know, some training or discussion, um, we usually have to go to the fairgrounds or we'll go to Claremont Center to our conference room because we just don't have room uh, in this space for 40 people to stage for a long time. On the proposed building space, on the left you see some elevations, uh, basic metal building. We'll have you know a few more windows than we have today. Um, be some brick cladding around the bottom, just to have that space stand out from uh, the rest of the the metal building itself behind it. Um, on the right hand side, overview of the floor plan. Uh, the employee parking will come in on the left side. Um, public parking would be in front, and so they would come in uh, through that middle door in the front. But if we start on the left, uh, that first room is what we're calling the, the foreman room. It's really kind of a, uh, it's going to be a work room, I guess, if you want to call it that. We don't really have a space like that now, uh, but a space where our foreman can leave uh, reference materials, plans for, for future projects. Uh, we can do timesheets and have computers set up for some training. Um, have some work tables so they can lay plans out and have discussions with their crews so it's kind of a workspace um, following across the middle you can see the six tables with the chairs uh, that would be the new ready room space uh, has room for all 40 employees will be set up to be able to do some training in there uh, the small kitchenette is right off uh, adjacent to that also um, moving across the middle um, i know kind of hard to see at the scale but uh, we'll have a proper uh, women's and men's uh, locker room um, we're no longer sharing uh, just a couple of toilets to be, you know, a uh, sufficient number for the number of employees that we have. Um, moving across that space, the large open area on the end would be the sign shop uh, where they would make signs again and be able to store those materials. Um, that has access to the truck bays so we can load and unload materials uh, to the trucks directly. Um, across the top, uh, three office spaces, a conference room, our entry space, and then a, a a file room for some storage. You look like you have a question. What kind of a barrier is between that sign shop and what goes on in there, the fumes coming? So there shouldn't be fumes. Um, the signs are made with a press and then it's a vinyl cutter, vinyl printer. Um, but it'll have its access, its main access will be from the truck barn. So those will be, there'll be doors there that'll be closed. The truck barn will be ventilated. Um, right. So we can talk about that in a few minutes. It does have an access door just for convenience into the hallway space but yeah and the heat press. Okay. <coughs> so if we go move into the largest space uh, of the highway operations building is the truck garage um, again similar footprint to, to the two barns that we have now just will be enclosed uh, on the left you can see our uh, shot down to the drive aisle of our existing building um, you can see that our trucks that we have today don't fit probably like the ones that we had in 1960s um, and, and these buildings are old. They've been maintained. They've been patched. The patches have been patched. Um, so they're just not very uh, weather tight at the moment. Um, we have 26 dump trucks at a cost of around $225,000 a piece. Um, you can see our, our paint truck sitting there with some technical equipment. Uh, we have a bucket truck. We have a lot of equipment that would be nice to have undercover. 
Um, picture on the right, that came from the uh, snowstorm that we had around Christmas time. Uh, that is a salt truck. The salt has frozen into the bed. Uh, so a lot of times we like to preload our trucks, back them into the barn so we're ready to hit the ground running when the storm comes. Um, so much moisture in the air that day, happened to be so cold, about a third of our routes, um, the trucks were, the salt was frozen. So we had to, to chip those loose, refill them before we could head out. Um, so just having a closed insulated space uh, would have prevented that. It would be, be uh, very helpful. On the proposed side, so on the, the left again is the elevation drawings, um, large metal building, single drive aisle down the middle, so a door on each end, two doors total. Um, the picture on the right came from one of those ODOT facilities that I mentioned, and again, I wasn't thinking presentation at the time, I was just taking some notes for myself, but um, pretty good representation of, of what we would be looking to do. Um, just a, a large concrete parking area covered uh, the ability to be heated to a nominal, you know, 55 degrees to keep it comfortable, keep it above freezing. Um, we'll talk a few minutes uh, about alternate bids, and I want to point out while we're on this slide, just because there's a visual, there's an alternate bid item to shrink uh, the truck barn a little bit by what we're calling one bay, and one bay is the space that you see between those structural ribs um, that would cost uh, or, or eliminate four parking spaces. Um, so we'll discuss that in a few minutes, but I just wanted to bring that up while you have that visual. Uh, our mechanic space is the third space in the higher operations building. Uh, it would be out near the front. Um, this is the existing space that our mechanic utilizes. On the left half is part storage. We have a single small bay in the middle. Right half, we have uh, an office and some tool and parts storage as well. On the front there, we have our pressure washer, um, compressor, uh, some of those types of things. So proposed facility from the front, again, just a metal building, two, two garage doors, so two bays. Um, the benefit to having two bays would be if you've got a, a piece of equipment that's, that's uh, undergoing some repairs, but you need to make some quick repairs to something else, you've got the space to be able to do that. If you're waiting on parts for the first one, obviously you still have a second bay you can utilize. Uh, the second bay would have a access door to the truck barn that we just talked about, so we have the ability to move equipment between um, or to pull through. Uh, so if we have equipment on a piece, uh, piece of equipment on a trailer uh, or trailer itself needs some maintenance, we'll be able to pull through, uh, close the door so we're still inside. Uh, picture on the right, again, um, maybe not the best representation, but pretty much as you um, can imagine, uh, metal building, uh, concrete floors, well lit, uh, well ventilated. Um, office space um, and part storage would be behind uh, that photo. Uh, so across the top of, of our proposed facility uh, would be parts, fluids, and a small office. And then above that, to utilize the space, would be a mezzanine for, for more storage. Uh, final component of the highway operations building is the truck wash. Uh, this is our existing truck wash on the left. We have a pressure washer at the end of the truck bays. Uh, we try to keep our equipment clean throughout the year. Um, obviously, really important after a, a round of snow removal, salt spreading. Um, this picture, again, came from that December storm. Um, it was a sunny day, but it had warmed up into about the mid-30s. Uh, so it is not the most comfortable place uh, or, or project. Um, we do rotate, so everybody gets to have a turn uh, experiencing that. Um, on the right, though, is the proposed facility. Um, so it's not a Mike's uh, car wash. It's not fully automated. Uh, it's really just an enclosed space uh, where the mess can be contained. Again, it can be heated to a nominal, you know, 55 degrees to keep it above freezing. Um, 
this is one of the areas that it was nice to be able to visit a couple of those ODOT facilities. And that picture did come from the second ODOT facility that we visited. Uh, the first one had been designed uh, with a catwalk down both sides uh, built in that they could use. Uh, the idea was to wash from the top. Uh, they found that it was too far away to be effective. Uh, so they were using these rolling ladders. So by the second uh, ODOT facility uh, that was built, they non-performed the catwalk. They went straight with the rolling ladders, which is what we would propose to do. Um, Again, it's nice to learn from their experiences. Uh, so not a fully automated, it's still a hand wash. There would be a undercarriage uh, wash that could be uh, actuated. Um, you can see that the, kind of the two posts there in the middle, that's what that is. Um, so again, that's the uh, truck wash base. On the uh, left side of the site would be our salt barn. <coughs> again, the footprint will be the same. Uh, storage capacity will be much uh, larger. Um, so on the left is our existing salt barn. Um, wooden structure, again, built in the 1980s, holds 4,000 tons of salt. Uh, we are fortunate every now and then to have some mild winters, but on what I would call a normal snowy winter, we'll go through about 5,500 to 6,000 tons of salt. Um, so when our salt barn gets to about half capacity, we will order a refill. Um, obviously, you have to wait until then, so we have somewhere to put it. Uh, occasionally, every few years, we get to that halfway point, we order a refill, and then it snows um, before we're able to get that refill in. So the picture on the right was from 2021, I believe. Um, that is just enough salt left to do one more round. Uh, fortunately, it had stopped snowing by then, uh, and our resupply came. It was either later that day or the next, uh, so we were okay. We have never run out of salt, but that is definitely an uneasy feeling. Um, new facility, again, while having the same footprint, um, it's made of reinforced concrete versus wood, uh, has a taller arched uh, roof, so we'll be able to hold more capacity, should be able to hold closer to 6,000 tons. Uh, so that should be enough to get us through a full winter, or after 2,000 tons, we order a resupply, we still have 4,000 in reserve, so we should be okay. Um, on the left side of this facility, you can see they have uh, brine storage, and we'll talk about that in a minute too. At the time that we took this tour and started these plans, uh, we were exploring some options for our liquids. Um, we make our own brine uh, with some equipment that our crews put together. Uh, we we're also exploring some commercial products. We had a commercial product that we used that we were having trouble with the supplier. Um, we have since this time switched and found a, another commercial product that we like, uh, very reliable uh, vendor so far. Um, so we will probably non-perform that, although it's still included uh, in the package, but we'll talk about that in a minute. On the right-hand side, um, you can see, and again, it's beyond the picture because I wasn't thinking presentation at the time, but uh, the cover be extends beyond uh, the salt area. There are uh, concrete bins separated like you might see at a landscape yard um, where we would be able to store materials like topsoil, gravel, sand, that kind of thing. They'll be separated, they'll be covered, they'll stay dry. Um, so that's the idea for that space. Covered storage, this is something we really don't have uh, much of at the moment, and those would be two buildings, um, just covered, not heated, um, on the south side of the site. Uh, so this is the existing, the picture on the left, um, you can see kind of the, the dark building without the roof that used to be where we would store straw, um, concrete panels, some of those kind of materials you just like to keep out of the weather, um, but don't necessarily need to be climate controlled. In the center of that picture, you see our mowers, tractors, chipper, uh, chipper truck. Uh, this is equipment that is obviously out on the road most of the year, but through the winter, 
it would be really nice to be able to, to park that somewhere covered. Um, on the right-hand side of that left picture, you can see some of our, our signposts, and then you can see kind of the side of that, what I call the, the single-car garage kind of building. Um, so all that kind of material is what we envision storing undercover. Um, on the right-hand side, uh, we're not real proud of those buildings. They've showed up over the years, but uh, needed a place to have lockable storage for um, some specialty tools, hand tools, um, equipment like that, uh, cones, you know, some small things that need to be um, kind of covered or locked away. Uh, so that's, uh, yes, I don't really know what else to say about that. <coughs> Finally, guardrail. This is something that sits outside. You can see behind the municipal court. Um, guardrail obviously lives outside. It can stay outside. One of the challenges that we have this time of year, if it rains and then freezes and we need to make a repair to a piece of guardrail, those pieces are frozen together. Um, so I think we found a creative solution we'll talk about here in a minute without uh, a big elaborate expense. Um, obviously, doesn't, all of that doesn't need to be inside of a building, but it would be nice if it were covered, shielded from the weather. Um, so here's the proposed. There would be two of these buildings. Um, on the left is the uh, elevation view. On the right is uh, from a picture from one of the ODOT facilities that we visited. Um, the ODOT facility, the fabric structure, goes from the ground all the way up into the ground on the other side. Uh, talking to them, one of the things that they learned is they needed to install guardrail on the inside so they didn't back into the fabric. Uh, and there were signs reminding employees not to lean things against the fabric. Uh, so they weren't able to fully utilize the square footage that they had because they had to come inside a little bit. Uh, so what we have proposed, a uh, very similar building, but with concrete walls for the first five feet. Uh, so we can fully utilize that space. We can stack shelves against the walls, uh, park equipment against the walls. And then on the outside, you'll see on the uh, elevation view on the left, there's a little bit of an overhang. Um, so back to the guardrail, uh, we'll have several hundred feet of concrete that we can stack the guardrail against. It'll be on the north side of the building, so it'll be shielded a little bit from the weather. Also have that little bit of an awning over top to protect it. Uh, so again, not a big expense, but it solves a problem that, uh, that we've run into. So. <clears throat> Getting outside of the uh, engineer space, if you have questions here, uh, I will defer to Wade, but um, I've been involved enough to give, I think, an overview. The fueling station uh, would be located in the uh, center of the site. Obviously, it would be accessible uh, by the same county employees that access the fueling station today. It um, would be inside of a, a gated area, though, that could be secured if necessary, um, located within view of the fleet office as it is today. Again, for convenience, we try to think through uh, the flow of the site, um, not just from day-to-day -day basis, but for things like fuel delivery, salt deliveries, tr trash service. So uh, a lot of thought went into the layout uh, of the whole site overall. Um, so again, on the, the picture on the right side is our existing uh, fueling station, above ground tanks. Uh, there's one for diesel, one for unleaded, um, but it's single loaded, single side, and a single line. Uh, so sometimes, especially certain times of day, that line can get pretty long uh, as you wait to get through to get fueled. On the left-hand side is the kind of the proposed elevation view. Um, would be still one diesel, one unleaded, uh, but they would be uh, separate islands, and they would be double-sided. Uh, so they have the opportunity then to fuel more efficiently uh, multiple vehicles at a time. Um, you'll see uh, on the left, elevation view, there's a proposed canopy. The canopy will be treated as an alternate bid, which again we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so I know if, if we were to move forward with the canopy, uh, you and I and the sheriff's office would probably have a lot of very happy employees. Um, also would help protect some of that equipment that's under there. So I was going to ask you if you were going to have it covered this time. <coughs> that's, that's the proposal. 
Um, fleet maintenance garage, again, as it's shown here, uh, pretty much the exact same footprint as what exists today. Um, so you can see this is the existing building. Uh, there are six garage bays. On the right-hand side, office space, parts storage, bathroom, uh, those types of things. Uh, and as it's proposed, again, very similar, six bays on the right-hand side, office space, break room, bathroom, part storage. Um, there is an alternate bid item here as well uh, that to remove two of those bays, so we could proceed with a four-bay building versus a six, and that's why those two are, are grayed out. Um, so that will be an option. That will be something we get to decide uh, at a future date. Uh, so cost estimate. Um, right now, as it stands, the, the uh, facility as designed, um, estimated cost $18.56 million. Um, and a reminder, this is a seven-acre campus with five buildings and a fueling station. Um, original estimate, I think, from our first round came back closer to 22 and a half. Uh, so we all went back to the drawing board with Garmin Miller, our architect. Um, they came up with some good solutions. Uh, I think we went through every building and we made some adjustments. Uh, the biggest adjustment came uh, on the site plan. Originally, we had things spread out a little more, a little more elbow room. Um, however, when you start to figure in excavation, asphalt, gravel, uh, storm, you know, all extending the utilities, um, that was a big expense. So that was one of the biggest um, savings that we were able to make was, was in shrinking the campus down, but it's still trying to keep in mind the efficiency of flow, the ability to expand in the future if we needed to. Um, so that's where we ended up uh, at that 18 and a half. Um, I mentioned there were four alternates that would be bid. So in an effort to identify possible savings uh, beyond that, highway operations, as I mentioned, we, we could deduct uh, one bay uh, the way it's designed. Uh, it has an estimated savings of around $400,000. And we'll put four parking spaces out. Um, but again, significant savings. Uh, salt barn alternate, I already talked a little bit about the brine system. We had included it because at the time we were exploring options. We wanted to know what the price might be. Uh, I think unless it comes back really cheap, uh, we'll, we're probably ready to move on from that, but it's still in the plan, so it'll still be bid. There'll be a line item uh, for that. Uh, fleet maintenance, again, opportunity to duck two bays to go to four from six. Uh, and then the fueling station, the overhead canopy. Um, so total, if all those deduct deductions were made, we're looking at about $17.5 million. Um, we will have the opportunity, the way this is set up, uh, after the bids are opened, we'll have actual dollar amounts. We'll come back here. We'll be able to talk about which one of those line items we would like to keep, keep them all, remove them all, but we'll have a discussion with, with real numbers. So next steps, um, February 8th, plan to be back uh, with an agenda item uh, asking the board to authorize the advertisement of bids. Um, if that is approved at that date, uh, then we would begin advertising on the 16th. Uh, March 2nd would be a mandatory pre-bid meeting um, and with the bids opening on April 6th. Um, depending on how that goes, hope to award a contract then in late spring. Uh, construction would begin early summer. The idea that it would be completed by the end of next summer. Um, but we wanted to come here today. This is a big project. Uh, if you have questions, if there's things that we need to look at to bring back before that February 8th, um, we have time to do so. So be happy to entertain any questions. I would say for anyone that goes over and pumps fuel in, in the rain, <laughs> they would love to see that one item stay. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> I agree. Jeremy, this is phase one of the engineer's complex. Do you just want to talk about for a second, just give a quick overview of what phase two looks like? 
Greg can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, phase one includes the piece that we just talked about. Phase two would then be the demo of those buildings on the Filiger campus to clean that area up um, and potentially also then uh, construct a new building for uh, facilities, uh, CTC, I believe, um, and County Engineer's office space, because I guess there, there may be some other plans for, for use of our existing space. Um, so that would be the next, kind of the next phases if, if those were to progress. Is there any rough order of magnitude of all of that put together? This portion is 18 million, the demolition is, is there? Right around 300,000 for everything plus site improvements, plus environmental. Okay, would be the demolition. And then for the administration building and the CTC building, is that that's something in round numbers? Yeah, there's two different areas. Um, in actuality, CTC would be another phase, but included. Um, there are some grant applications that are presently being going on. Hopefully, there's going to be at least funding for that or very close to being funded. And then in camp doing that, but we're looking at, as far as the administrative building for the engineers, roughly about $4.5 And then the our building is not even a quarter of the size, so you're looking at another million and a half. So if we look at the whole whole project scheme, we're somewhere around right 20, around thirty, right around 30, right around thirty million dollars. Yeah. Okay. And that's and, over a three-year period. And, and and that's not to stun anybody. It's just that, you know, where you are over on the other campus is obviously slated for people coming out of that and combining into the juvenile uh, new court expansion. So. And all that fits together. So just wanna just wanna put it out there that what we're talking about here is about thirty million dollar project all all told. And, and <clears throat> after the cleanup, I mean the, the ideal way is is to I don't know if you've ever been out there to see the volunteers. I feel like I need to stand up like here. <laughs> to see the volunteers walking the dogs and all. I mean we, we want it to be a true green space. We want it to look pretty, be nice, uh, functional and you know, no disrespect, but get rid of the <laughs> junk that the engineer and fleet and even our building, you know, it's, it's a little overdue. Yeah. Well, well, those kind of things make their way to a spot where they can be kind of left off. That's just every, every county has one, every, every project site has one. <clears throat> Jeremy, just a couple questions about that. One of the things I noticed is that you're going to pull a lot of trucks inside, which you, you don't really have the capability of right now. Um, have they looked really, really close? I know you're going to provide some type of minimal heat, mm -hmm. but your how many trucks did you say you had? Twenty-six dump trucks. Are all twenty-six dump trucks going to fit in there? Yes. And have they taken a look at the fire load on that? If all of those are loaded with fuel and you put them inside a building, I mean, has there been fire protection requirements included yes. for that? Yes. So exhaust that I mentioned, fire protection, all of those things are things that Government Miller um, put in into the the package. Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to make sure I just saw that as a, you know, the fire load and, and salt storage. You feel like you'll have enough salt storage area that keeps it from freezing, having the trucks inside. You don't have to do all that extra work to try to yes. pound that frozen salt out of those yes. nice dump, dump trucks. Yes. And then the, those fabric storage facilities, those are typically, there's five or six manufacturers that make those. I'll, I'll use one particular trade name because I'm familiar with it. It's called Rub Structure. And, and that's spelled R-U-B-B. They're one of the leaders in the industry when it comes to that. Those fabric structure, structures have a life expectancy. They do. And, and typically that life expectancy is around 25 years. 
and then then you end up restringing them with fabric right you know and so i just wanted to make sure you've you know you're aware of that you've taken a look at it you know you know what the limitations of that are obviously you know the limitations are you can't run into one of those structural members and you have to have a, a way to hold them down right you know as far as uplift design sure so and again they have concrete bases um as designed um we know there's a life expectancy of 20 25 years uh, metal barns uh roofs same thing shingle roof same thing uh, the facilities that we've had have been re-roofed uh, a few times so smaller upfront costs obviously trade-offs um, but we thought that this might be the best path forward uh, to just get this project moving and, and rub structures are turned into office buildings in a lot of locations they put wood floors in them and everything i mean they're they're really nice structures so okay and i and i'm with bonnie put a canopy up you know, it's, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and, and do you have provisions in that maintenance area to actually lift a truck? Yes. You're going to put a big truck lift in? Yes. So, you can... so there'd be one side will have a permanent mounted truck lift. Uh, the other side would have um, um, portable lifts uh, that lift from the tire up. Um, so we can move them out of the way if we needed to, move them back in, utilize that space for lifts. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe, maybe not in your scope, but maybe Lyle in yours. Um, talk to me about the floodplain down here and... What we've looked into, possibly. Really don't of course you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding you. That was smart. Moving on over. I'm just talking about leakage assault and all that kind of stuff. And right. So, um, Garmin Miller with their package, uh, obviously, and Wade could probably speak more about how they reclaim the water and the treatment. But there are drains inside of the buildings. Uh, that water gets captured. I don't know what happens to it. Um, but yes, that, that's something that they considered. Okay. Yes. One, Jeremy, just one more question. It's just washing trucks. Yes. I don't have any experience washing dump trucks, but I got a little experience washing school buses. And one of the things that we ran into school bus was chromium. You know, when you run them through a wash, the water that hits the ground can have a chromium contaminant in it because trucks have that kind of accessories on them. Right. And have they made any provisions for that as far as treatment of that captured water before it's actually released into the sewer yes that that is all again i don't know specifically how that works uh, but that is something that we spoke to garmin miller specifically about and again they've they've designed some of these facilities i was going to say they've done enough yep. of them that they know yes the, these plans really are very very close to some of those odot it's been scaled accordingly most of the odot facilities because they have multiples per county they handle 15 to 20 people uh, at each facility we have 40 here so the scale is a little different but if you were to look through some of those ODOT plans, very similar to what we were proposing. One of the things they treat that water with is electrolysis. Yeah. And electrolysis is very effective at doing that, but it's very expensive. Yeah. You know, okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Moving on, public participation. Don't see anyone in the audience. Item E is consent agenda. Board, you've had this in time to review. Do I have a motion to approve the consent agenda? I'll make that motion. Second. Roll call, please, Gail. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Bachelor. Yes. Before we move on, item eight on the consent agenda, personnel actions. I would like to recognize the first person on that list. Watch your face turn red, everyone. <laughs> Rebecca, <laughs> who is doing the minutes today is taking a new position she's going to be our assistant clerk and 
I'm sure Gail is going to welcome her with open arms. <laughs> so, Mike, you want to do your duty? And I would like to have a picture with Rebecca so that we can officially congratulate her on her new position. Well, we'll do it all as your team. You sure, get all of them. Yeah. Stand up there. We'll stand up here. How about that? Come on up. Greg, we omitted you from the Put picture. Put him in the middle. No, no. You have to go in front. You're the star. Oh, you get up with her. Oh, we're the team. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get out. We actually dressed alike. Uh, and we did. Was, yes, we're going to join you, so you're not all by your little selves. Is your official day February 6th? Can't come soon, February 24th. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, moving on to non consent agenda, which is on page four. Number nine. Number nine. It is a recommendation that the Board of County Commissioners adopt resolution number 013-23, resolving to approve payment to vendors in the total amount $4,193,943.09 as outlined in the BCC approval invoice report for checks dated January 25, 2023. BCC directed prepaid invoice reports and or the procurement card transaction report as presented by the county auditor on January 23rd, 2023, and further authorizing the county auditor to issue warrants pursuant to section 319.16 of the Ohio Revised Code. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. I'll second. And let's just point out one, about a million and a half of that is Barrett paving. And then I think around 850000 was the Newtonsville. Lyle, you spent all of that? Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just to give some insight to how, why it was that much. Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. <laughs> Item number 10. Mr. Maloney, are you doing that one? Uh-oh. The reason why I sat there. So, um, It is the recommendation to acknowledge the uh, electronic submittal of a grant application on or about January 9th, 2023 for funding through the State of Ohio Office of Criminal Justice Services relative to the Ohio Drug Law Enforcement Grant Program for the project entitled Claremont County Drug Unit to be implemented by the county sheriff if awarded in the amount of $165,390.36 with a local cash match required in the amount of $55,130.11 for a total project budget amount of 
$520.47. For the period of 7-1-23 through 6-30-24, and to authorize Bonnie J. Batchelor as President of the Board of County Commissioners of Claremont County, Ohio, to act as the sub-grantee pursuant to and in compliance with the terms and conditions in the grant. Okay, Jim, that was number 11. We'll have to go back and pick up number 10. But, Board, you've heard the reading of number 11. Do I have a motion to approve? I'll make the motion. I'll second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you. So, we had you down for reading number 10. So, who's supposed to do that one, Greg? Do you know? It's for a software package. Well, that's for the courts. Um, I'm not sure, but I can handle it because I'm okay. familiar with it. So, mm -hmm. I'll just take it. How about that? Uh, it's recommendation authorized. Item number 10, recommendation authorized by Dave Batchelor, President of Board of County Commissioners, to execute a software maintenance agreement between the Board of County Commissioners of Claremont, Ohio, and Court View Justice Solutions, Incorporated, doing business as Equivant. Uh, located in Canton, Ohio, for the provision of software maintenance services for the Clerk of Common Pleas Court, the Clerk of Municipal Court, and the Common Pleas Adult Probation Department, and finally the Court of Common Pleas Division of Probate and Juvenile Courts, for a total amount not to exceed $281,748.34. Okay, Board, we've had the reading of item number 10. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Any discussion? Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. Suki, you doing 12? I do 12. Good morning, board. Item 12 is a recommendation to authorize Tom Igle, County Administrator, to execute the joint agreement between the Board of County Commissioners of Claremont County, the Board of County Commissioners of Hamilton County, and the City of Loveland. This is relative to the construction and maintenance of improvements to the Loveland Road Bridge sidewalk repairs. Uh, it's a Hamilton County project number 502015. The bridge is actually located in the city of Loveland, and it will establish the responsibilities for the project administration and funding commitments of the respective parties, which also confirms the Claremont County $225,000 funding commitment that the board authorized in November, on November 22nd of last year. Thank you. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 12. Do I have a motion to approve? I will make that motion. Second. Discussion. I would just like to say, being invited up to meet with the mayor one day and seeing the pictures of what that uh, walkway looked like before the temporary, right? That was dangerous. And I personally want to see the Hamilton County residents cross that bridge and come to Claremont County and spend their money. So I'm glad we're doing this. And I'd also invite Warren County, also since yeah. all three counties. And during the parade, people couldn't even. Uh, take their children in strollers across the sidewalk because yeah. it was so torn up so they were in the street actually in front of floats and it was one of the parades became very dangerous so and with Loveland right. being close to the uh, to the trail and and to the waterway you know there are a lot of people health consciences is you know high on the list out there and a lot of people walk and bike and you know they've got to have safe, safe access coming across that bridge limited parking you've got people yep. parking on both sides and mm -hmm. going to all of the wonderful restaurants. Yep. So, thank you. In, in, in Loveland is a Claremont County city, you know, so. And that's why I said I'd like to see them come and spend their money here. Yeah. Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. Right. Item 13 is a recommendation to award the bid 
for the contract for services to provide lawn mowing and lawn maintenance and this will be for the Claremont County public water course and road drainage basin properties this is pursuant to the specifications and it will go to caliber ground maintenance out of Bethel Ohio they were the lowest and best bid received on December 8th in an amount of $5,545 for a two-year ter term with an option to renew for an additional one year and to also execute the contract for services in compliance with that and the award of bid um, obviously contingent upon a purchase order thank you board you've had the reading of item number 13 do I have a motion to approve so moved I'll second any discussion roll call Commissioner Painter yes Commissioner Corcoran yes Commissioner Batchelor yes thank you Suki hi Lyle hello good morning Item 14 is a recommendation to execute the contract for the furnishing and delivery of a chemical for the Claremont County Water Re Water Works System as the lowest and best bids were received on October 13, 2022 and subsequently awarded on December 5, 2022 at the cost and time frame outlined below in an agreement with the terms, conditions, and award of bid and conditions upon the release of the necessary purchase order. So again, we the, the bids were awarded and for we could not execute the contract with this company because at that, at that time because their BWC certificate wasn't correct. So they got that revised. So now we're awarding or actually executing the contract. And it's with Chemtrade Chemicals out of Persephone, New Jersey for aluminum sulfate. Okay. Or you've heard the reading of item number 14. Do I have a motion to approve? Make the motion. Second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. Thank you, Lionel. Thank you. Morning, Pam. Pam Havercost, Claremont County Emergency Management Agency Director. Um, item number 15 is a recommendation to authorize myself, Pam Havercost, the Director of the Claremont County Emergency Management Agency, to submit the 2023 to 2024 grant application for the Chemical Emergency Planning and Community Right to Know Funds through the Ohio State Emergency Response Commission, also known as the CERC, um, located in Columbus, Ohio, for the purpose of developing, preparing, training, exercising, and reviewing, and or revising the Claremont County Chemical Emergency Planning and Preparedness Plan with implementation and administration of the Emergency Planning and Right to Doe Act in the amount of $35,602 for the operation of the Local Emergency Planning Committee with no local match required effective for the period of July 1st of 2023 through June 30th of 2024. Thank you, Pam. Or you've heard the reading of item number 15. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Pena? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Jennifer. I have a recommenda recommendation to authorize Bonnie J. Batchelor, President of the Board of County Commissioners, to execute an additional AMS Merrick location addendum for the Claremont County Park District with Automated Merchant Systems Incorporated in Lake Mary, Florida, and Merrick Bank Corporation in Woodbury, New York, ratified by the Board of County Commissioners on December 18, 2019, for processing payments by financial transaction device effective upon execution pursuant to the terms, conditions, and in compliance with sections 301.28 and 307.862 of the Ohio Revised Code. Thank you. 
Would you have heard the reading of item number 16? Do I have a motion to approve? I'll make the motion is read. Second. Any discussion? No. Roll call. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Item 17. Good morning. Good morning. <coughs> Recommendation to adopt a revised table of organization for the Information Systems Department as outlined below in an Exhibit A, effective January 16th, 2023, and to authorize the update of the appropriate internet links and appendices accordingly. This is to abolish the ISD program administrator position, to add a administrative support technician, and then to reclassify the administrative support coordinator to a contract manager. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 17. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you. We have a traffic jam on that side, don't we? I think it's just because of my size. I've got a little bit over <laughs> oh, wait. Are you still awake after last night, Wade? That's what we wanted. Uh, hey, we were here. I was just, I was upset that we didn't have any chili over at the engineer's <laughs> place. I mean, well, normally we can get something to eat, but. Really? And yeah, they, they didn't even see? cook. Okay. Well, there goes their sidewalks. <laughs> Another <laughs> one. Did I just say that? <laughs> Another one. <laughs> you know, I would just say after, you know, 30 years of playing ball together, nothing's yeah. changed. I drank a lot more beer back then. I will admit that. I'm not saying you did. And you I'm were, just. I'm just saying. You know, there was a concession there. Well, we had to spend the tokens. They were free, right? Sorry about that. Uh, number 18 is a recommendation to authorize Bonnie J. Bachelor, president of the Board of County Commissioners, to execute change order number six in the contract with Mark Spalding Construction out of Florence, Kentucky, for construction of the Juvenile Court Expansion Renovation Project previously ratified by the Board of County Commissioners on 126-22 and subsequently amended on 39 629 810 11 2 and 12-14-2022 for a net increase in the amount of $28,295.16 for changes relative to over framing for roofing, time extension, schedule delays, framing modifications, expansion of slope wall, additional roof details, transaction window header, and parking lot adjustments for a total adjusted contract price in the amount of $8,364,710.81 and an increase of contract time by 94 workdays. As fully described in the attached change order in compliance with the terms and conditions set forth within the contract for juvenile court expansion and renovation. Board for the reading of item number 18. Do I have a motion to approve? Make the motion. Second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you, Wade. Wade, before you leave, yes. I would just ask one question. Is I don't play softball. Judge Burke, is Judge Burke <coughs> uh, satisfied with the path forward when it comes to the parking lot that she has been concerned with before? I believe so, but... Okay. Every day presents a different challenge. The other day, the challenge was that the um, storm drains that were put in, which was scheduled, they, they, they were supposed to be in it. They were about two hours delayed. She had people there that couldn't get out to get lunch, so that was a concern. <coughs> I understood that concern. We told her that we would always keep a path open, so instead of closing that, if we have any work that has to be done, we'll keep half and half open. So uh, they finished the storm drain um, that day. 
Um, they re-graveled everything yesterday and uh, they poured the first half of the sidewalk. Now they're working on the second half of the sidewalk. So by Friday, Monday, people will be able to, instead of walking on gravel, they'll be able to go and get on the sidewalk and go into the building. That's not to say there's not going to be construction traffic from time to time, but we want it to be limited. And I get so irritated when I go up there, when I find a lull coming back and dragging everything over. I mean, I feel like yanking people out of the piece of equipment because they know not to do it. They are. There's no doubt about it. So in theory, the only thing that has to be done back there now and, and is the connector roof is being installed from the opposite side, and then they have the uh, underground storms in the parking lot. And Hopefully there's no big equipment on there. And Wayne and Chris were very kind to go up with Mr. Igle and myself to meet with the judge yesterday, and we walked it the whole thing, watched what they were doing, making sure that that large equipment gets moved so we can grill it out, get it all done again, and make sure that it's all straight for everyone but it was also the concern I think of the court system of um, the clients coming in sure. also they were appearing for hearings with small children you're dealing with the domestic right. and juvenile court area and everybody was very satisfied I think yesterday it's going to continue just to be in progress till we get this completed and we have uh, you know the asphalt plants will begin to open up mid-march we're, we're hoping earlier um, we're trying to get that thing sealed up and put to a normal capacity as soon as we can so we'll keep on it i know it's january i know we're going to have some inclement weather still and uh we did dodge a bullet last night though we're, we're happy about that we don't we don't mind coming in if we don't have to get out there and work but you uh, coming in in spite of so, the fact you didn't get fed yeah to answer your question i believe everything okay is okay now but there could be some other issues but we try to communicate every day with what the schedule is going to be so they're aware of it and, and just keep in mind there are thousands of kids in claremont county that weren't satisfied with the outcome of the weather <laughs> they already closed there was what was the school yeah. batavia was the only one that left open i think i think it was batavia it was the only school that stayed open everybody else was happy so thank you for your time thank, thank you. you item number g is additions to the agenda and i see we have two add-ons correct we have two if you'd like to take them one at a time we can do that or can we um, go ahead and vote to put them both on? Absolutely. And then we'll take them one at a time. Uh, and I have a motion to add these two add-ons then to the agenda. Do you want me to read them first? Please. Do you want me to read them? So sure. Our first one is an add-on for the county sheriff, an extension of an extension and amendment of health services agreement with Southern Health Partners. And the second one is an executive session add-on to consider the employment or compensation of a public employee. Okay. A motion to add these to the agenda. So moved. Second. Roll call, please. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. Do the county sheriff first. You going to read that one? Oh. There you go. Falls here. Recommendation R. Uh, Stephen Leahy, county sheriff, uh, in concurrence with Tom J. Eigel. County Commissioner to execute and extend the amendment of the health service agreement with Southern Health Partners, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, previously ratified by the Board of Commissioners on April 15, 2020, amended and renewed on January 6 of 2021, amended and renewed on January 12 of 2002 for the provision of inmate health service at the Claremont County Jail. 
effective February the 1st, 2023 through midnight of April 1st, 2023 upon the execution of the new agreement for inmate health services executed by the party to this agreement. Uh, whichever uh, event comes first with all other terms, conditions of the original agreement and amendment thereto uh, remain in full effect. Okay. I think it was supposed to be January 1st, 2023 instead of February, right? I believe that. I, That's yeah. what we have. Yeah, I don't have that exact answer. I don't have the full documentation. Do you have contract. February? I have February 1st, 2023. That's when it was supposed to expire. Okay. Okay. It okay. will start. Right. Okay. So we'll change our motion. Okay. okay. Yes. Just wanted to make read it correctly. Okay. Just yeah. wanted to make sure. All right. Do I have a motion? I'll that? make the motion um, with the correction of the Hold date. On. Before you do that, uh, I won't make the motion. I think we've got a clarification. Yes, I'm sorry. Current contract expires January 31. So it is. So February 1st is the date the extension will start. Okay. Okay. It's just what we have has a different date. Okay. So then I will make the motion as read, which include the date February 1st, 2023, to through midnight on April the 1st of 2023. So correct. All right. Okay. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it you. was our confusion, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the other add-on is uh, item H on the agenda. And it reads executive session pursuant to section 121. Point two two G1 and G3 of the Ohio Revised Code to one consider the employment or compensation of a public employee and number two confer with the prosecuting attorney concerning disputes involving the public body that are not that are the subject of pending or imminent court action. Do I have a motion to go into executive session? So moved. I was second that. Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. We will return after executive session. We have returned from executive session. No decisions or actions were taken. Again, let me state why we went into executive session. It was pursuant to Section 121.22 G1 and G3 of the Ohio Revised Code 2.1. Consider the employment or compensation of a public employee and two to confer with the prosecuting attorney con concerning disputes involving the public body that are the subject of pending or imminent court action. So at this time, Mr. Bickford, we have another add on. Uh, yes, ma'am. We have an add on uh, joint application with the prosecuting attorney uh, for employment of outside legal counsel to advise the board. And I have a motion to put this on the agenda. Make the motion to add it. Second. Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. 
This is recommendation to authorize Bonnie Batchelor, President of the Board of County Commissioners, to execute a joint application for employment of outside legal counsel with the Claremont County Prosecuting Attorney to the Claremont County Court of Common Pleas for the employment of the legal counsel pursuant to in compliance with revised code section 30514 to advise the board as it relates to ORC sections 325.17 and 1901.31. Okay. Can I have a motion to approve? So moved. I have a second. Roll call view. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you. This time we'll move on to I, county staff elected official discussion. I do have, I'd like to just briefly touch on broadband again. If you remember last week we talked about it, we've gotten some excellent responses. We're up close to a thousand responses. Oh, and good. some of the data is starting to show that we're actually getting rural responses. And it's kind of like we figured, there's not much internet out there. So that's going to help us. But what we've also found out, interestingly enough, is areas that are supposedly covered by spectrum or Alta fiber are not. Um, so this is going to be very valuable for us to make sure that we cover everybody. As we know, um, the eastern side of the county is uh, not well covered, and that's certainly been known, uh, despite what the FCC maps say. So we are challenging those. But there are pockets in, say, Union Township, Miami Township, that don't have coverage that this uh, hopefully will address as well. So um, just encourage people to please take that survey. It's open for another couple of days. Uh, and then we'll be preparing a report from our consultants as well as some type of preliminary design on how to do that middle mile that we talked about. We should see that uh, by mid-March. Okay. Thank you, Greg. Anything? Claire? None. I'm sorry. Commissioner? <laughs> okay. Moving on to item J, member comments? Anything? Just um, <clears throat> the Bill Brewer gala. It was you know, great, it, it was. We're coming up on that time here in February. You know, that's all always, uh, you know, a solemn occasion, you know, when it comes to that. But uh, it was so great to see so many people, you know, participate in that gala and, and be uh, so committed to, you know, Bill's family and, and continuing. You know, we've said many times he'll he'll always be one of our Claremont County deputies. So honored to be able to go to that. And I, I know you were, too. And, and uh, we look forward to that every year, even though there's a there's a sadness that goes with that. There there's is. a real pride that goes but with the, it too. But the cause, what they use that money for, is just Jamie does a good job with that organization. She does. Yeah. She does. Thank you. Uh, I did like the one picture though that the lady took from the balcony. It was neat. Your hand, the one lady that was in, in front, front of, of me. you. She had her hand right in front of his face. <laughs> it was a nice picture of Carla, though. It was. <laughs> Understood. Okay. So at this time, I'll take uh, entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. I'll second. Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. We will see you next week. <laughs>